is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joining me as usual are Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hey. Hello. And welcome back, special guest Wade. Say hello, Wade. Hello, darlings. All right. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about Alien, the original, the one and only. And Scott, since it's your topic, take it away. So second re- week in a row for Ridley Scott and Alien. Uh, if if I I always say the thing is my favorite horror movie of all time, uh, Alien would would be a close second. Um, it's the quintessential slow burn, uh, even though it's got all the the sci-fi elements mixed in with it. Um, I I don't know how you guys would rank it, but. It, it's way up there for me, um, and, it, and it starts right off the bat with um, some fanta- fantastic Ridley Scott um, set set pieces with the slow crawl up the ship, and then inside, and the ship is almost introduced as a character at that point, and then they wake, they they go to the the seven miners who are floating in space in a cryo sleep. They were under eighteen. So They're what? They were under eighteen. They were under 18, mm-hmm. but they, they all grew into adults. Uh, well, they look like babies when you first see them. They're all in, like, diapers. They're all just kind of sleeping. <laughs> yeah, see? It's, it's it makes sense. They're yeah. minors. Yeah. Well, just, that's, yeah. Yeah, it's the whole birth kind of weird yeah. sort of, yeah, Freudian thing they've got going through the whole movie. Yeah, well, yeah, well like, it, it actually switches over from the, the utilitarian part of the ship to, like, that white corridor, and it's bright yeah. lit. You know, just to fall through in what you're saying about the the whole birth thing, um, but yeah, they they all come out, and one of the coolest things to me is that they're they're all just kind of normal people. Uh, there's no big badass, um, at least apparent badass, to start with. They're all just there for the paycheck. There's no uh, you know superhero involved. Uh, yeah, they're all blue collar kind of normal people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's that's one of the. Co- the the things that, that helps along the story because you don't know like what you know where it's going whereas if you had the, the heroic lead you're like okay this guy's gonna do this or that or it's gonna save the damsel in distress and and, and it issues uh, a few tropes right off the bat with with there not really being any damsels in distress there's the the, the one character who freaks out a lot right but, you know she's Lambert. definitely yeah short haired redhead yeah, it's definitely not the love interest or anything like that. Um, and yeah, there's basically no like romance going on at all. Um, it's just the story of these people stuck in space. I don't know, Ian Holm and Sigourney Weaver had that weird love scene. <laughs> what, the magazine? Tried... Yeah. <laughs> that, That's that such, that, well, Okay, well, since we're talking about that scene, let's jump ahead to that. <laughs> the, the, the Bilbo-Sigourney Weaver fight. Uh, I had, like... When I saw that as an adult for the first time, because I saw it when I was, you know, in my tweens, I think, and then I saw it again when I was in my early 20s. It was like, oh, I haven't seen this in forever. And I completely forgot about that scene. It messed me up. That was hard. That was a hard watch. 
for him to stick the magazine down her throat like that, it's like one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen in any movie ever. Yeah. 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 Like, I wonder who came up with the idea. Like, or maybe it was even Ian Holm. Who knows? <laughs> He's just ad libbing. <laughs> and then, you know, Sigourney Weaver just went with it. It's I don't think she was problem. going with it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I bet she disagreed. Kicked in, yeah. But the it's such a weird like <laughs> like process where he's the spoilers. Uh he's the, the android and he grabs the magazine and shoves it down her throat when he could have just done so many other things. It's such a weird He could have uh, done literally anything else but use a magazine yeah. to try to kill somebody. <laughs> yeah. He could have beat her over the head with it to death, probably. Yeah, it probably would have worked faster. Yeah. He could have yeah. used his hands to yeah, crush her windpipe somehow. Right. <laughs> with the super strength he had already demonstrated. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That whole scene was kind of set up with something cool, where uh, earlier Tom Skerritt had gone in to see the, the supercomputer, the um, mother. Mother. Yeah. mother. And gets the do not, does not, not gets the does not compute, does not compute, and he gives up. And Sigourney Weaver goes back in, um, Ripley, and she correct. I I kind of forget the the ranking of the crew. Like Tom Skerritt's she, character, Dallas was the captain, obviously. Yeah. And then John Hurt was the pilot, so he was probably second yeah, or was, third in command. I was, guess. No, he was the executive officer. He was number two. Okay. And then Ripley was number three. She was the warrant officer. Right, okay. Which I had to look up. I still don't understand what a warrant officer yeah, is. Yeah, I see that all the time. I, I don't... It's like higher than... It's between it's the, commissioned yeah. officers and non-commissioned officers. I don't know what either of those are either, so that, that definition <laughs> means nothing to me. <laughs> so it's not a movie made-up title. It's a real, no, it's a real thing, yeah, warrant officer. Yeah, yeah, they all have real titles. Yeah. What about other... deck officer? I don't know. <laughs> I was for you. All right, go ahead. I think Warren Officer is actually the the pilot in Aliens, the one that flies the hopper. Oh yeah. Divide by five. In the pipe, five by yeah. five. <laughs> I think she's a Warren Officer. I think I looked that yeah. up. But uh, yeah, and Yafet Kodo and Harrodine Stanton. What are they? They're just they're just technicians. Yeah, they're just they're like he's like engineer and he's like second banana engineer. Which is the dude that handed uh, Mark Ruffalo his pants in the Avengers? Caradine Stanton. Caradine Stanton. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, you've got a condition. <laughs> I just there say I is. love how wet Harry Dean Stanton is for the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, that's so He's just dripping wet. <laughs> like, it's a real sweaty movie to begin with. You know, most, it must be very hot on that spaceship. Everyone is pretty sweaty, but Harry Dean Stanton, above and beyond anybody else, is just drenched for the entire movie. Well, that's <laughs> It's raining in that space. In and then, yeah, that, that one scene where he just stands under, it's like raining in the bowels of the ship and he just stands underneath the water. It's like torture room with the chains hanging from the ceiling. I still don't know, I, I don't know what the hell that room's supposed to be about, by the way. Right. Maybe so it's, it's like the cooling for, room? Yeah, or maybe it's, picking up, about like, like, the cooling ducts or something like that. The chains don't make any sense other than right. just be creepy. No, to hold it's, up heavy pieces of equipment that, you know, to cool down. No. Yeah. <laughs> it, ah, it's so weird. And yeah, he stands there for like, it, it's almost like the shower scene in The Long Good Friday. <laughs> yeah. It just goes on forever. Yeah, he's just <laughs> letting the water drip on his face. And, you know, in, in hindsight, it would have been cool if the uh, alien had dropped some acid on him or something. And he thought it was water. <laughs> it would have been really it. high. Yeah, yeah the yeah, alien would have dropped some acid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe it's all the alien wanted. <laughs> Junkie. <laughs> but yeah, and he goes to the cat, Jonesy. Uh, I'm still on the fence on whether the cat gets hurting Stanton killed or not. Oh, totally. You think? But, I would say it does. Yeah. Well, he has to run and get it, and that's what separates him out, because he's the one that let Jonesy go in the first place. Ah. Uh, well, then it is his fault. You shouldn't let yeah. the cat go. Ripley doesn't let the cat Who brings the cat into space anyway? <laughs> oh, they're out there for, like, what, years? Right? Yeah. yeah I don't know how long they spend the their awake. Yeah, they don't think they spend much time awake. It's, it's not the plot for Red Dwarf. I don't know if anybody remembers that that show. Yeah, Nobody... he like, I'm really, he's like the only one left, right? Yeah, and then, and then the, the, the whole cat, thing's like, like by cat people. Yeah, yeah, because the cats have all mutated Evolved. over yeah. like, yeah, 10,000 generations. <laughs> That's, I'm sure that's what would have happened on the Nostromo. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Jonesy, I, I just noticed this today, but um, so I knew beforehand that all the characters weren't written with any gender. They all just have last names, and they just decided to cast them with, with the genders, like Ridley Scott made those decisions. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't even think about the fact that even the cat has a last name only. <laughs> Jones. Yeah. That's true. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. It could have been a dog. It could have got a marmoset. It could have been anything. <laughs> so, so I've got I've got the trivia handy here. Um, full disclosure, and uh, <laughs> that that scene, the cat freaks out. Uh, it was because they had a German Shepherd sitting on the other side of the camera. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, probably actually, only. What's go ahead? It was highly effective. I was thinking about that. Like I just saw that scene recently. Where the, the cat just freaks out in the corner. Yeah, with the way that's lit and everything. Yeah. Yeah, because you can see him start to crawl out like he's interested, and all of a sudden he has that reaction, has that real natural reaction. They didn't just shout at him or something. They were, they surprised him. Hey, cat! <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't say that? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you what? cat! What do you want? <laughs> they didn't throw a boot at him like they do in cartoons? <laughs> So, uh, they're, again, miners in space. They've already completed the mining process. They don't, I don't think they say where. Just, it, it's the future, and they're way the hell away from Earth. Ooh, but also bonus points for seeing boobies in, like, one of the first shots. Hmm? Sorry, I forgot to mention that earlier. But, yeah. <laughs> I like, I like when to apologize. When <laughs> well, I should have mentioned this earlier, too. But, yeah, when they're coming out of the, you know, sleeping tubes, the ladies are topless. Are they? They're not? Yeah. I didn't even see that. All you uh, see I is guys, think, I thought. I don't think so, Alex. Maybe that was aliens. Yeah, that's what you're thinking. I know there's boobies in one of them. Well, they're wearing <laughs> shirts, but they're like, just like flimsy tank tops. Yeah. What else uh, do you see, Alex? Just see-through silver dollars? Don't, Jeff, don't don't encourage me. That's, that's at the end. It's at the end uh, of the movie. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Well, wait. Serious double B. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so yeah, the show, the the show, the movie starts with uh, the slow crawl, the slow burn. They they all wake up from their cryo sleep, thinking that they're almost home, um, but it turns out they've gone off course. Um, and you know, but they, uh, Ridley Scott did a really good job again of 
creating the atmosphere for the movie where they're, they're sitting down to dinner, but you can just kind of feel how empty the ship is, even though they're just in that one room, just by the way it's all been set up to that point. Um, it's very still air. There's lots of like still shots with uh, like on weird levels um, throughout the movie. It just um, just kind of keeps the the pace going, but somehow without or slows things down without ever getting boring. I don't know how else to really put it. And it sets up just how big the ship is. Yeah, it that's that's how the alien can, yeah. they have to chase the alien through the ship, and it's a massive ship, so it's not like there's it's going to be a couple doors down. It's going to be really far away. There's going to be really hard to find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's not the Millennium Falcon. It's more like a <laughs> star destroyer. Yeah. Well, the, well the, the opening shot definitely is reminiscent of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or Spaceballs. So this, yeah. wait, to bring it back, though, this would have been, like, the first big sci-fi to come after Star Wars, right? Um, I mean, I, I know that's know. why it got greenlit. That was one of the things they said. As soon as Star Wars was successful, any script that had yeah. space in it was uh, I, I, I greenlit. I think there had to be one or two turds that got squeezed in between there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like some Buck Rogers type of thing. Yeah, there's a few of them on Netflix. Uh, Man, they're stinkers. Um, when when did uh, Flash Gordon come out? Was that before Star Wars or after Star Wars? No, that was in the 80s, man. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. It fed, it? Well, it's it had 70s spirit. <laughs> it sure did. Uh, so, yeah. So do you know the origins of this movie? So That's yeah, it's an interesting kind of, story. <laughs> yeah, it's got a crazy story. Go ahead, wait if you if you know it. Well, I, uh, Dan O'Bannon was in. I think it was John Carpenter's very first movie called Dark Star. Yeah. And it had this subplot where they've they're in this ship that's on this really long mission, and they've captured this like goofy beach ball shaped alien, and it's on board. And at one point, it breaks loose, and it kind of chases one of the crew members around and tries to like bump him off a elevator shaft. <laughs> and then O'Banion started thinking, like, you know what? This whole, like, trapped on a, in a spaceship where an alien's trying to kill you, I bet you there's a whole movie about that. And so he expanded that into an actual horror movie, and that's where the original – and if you watch Dark Star, it's such a goofy little sequence where it's like this beach ball with feet. It's, like, bouncing <laughs> around, <laughs> and that became, like, one of the most dreaded movie monsters in history once he kind of revised it. Once, once, was it Geiger or Giger? Got his Giger. Yeah, well, you know how Dan O'Banion met Giger was through uh, Jodorowsky's Dune. You ever hear the story of Jodorowsky's yeah. Dune? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so Jodorowsky docu- is like this. There's a documentary about that now, right? Yeah, I watched it. It's fascinating. Jodorowsky's insane. <laughs> He's this utterly insane Chilean, art, like, French, like, uh, art movie guy who uh, just makes these crazy, crazy friggin' movies. And he wanted to do Dune, and it was like kind of half based on Dune and just half based on like dreams he'd had. It was completely insane. And he basically kind of discovered H.R. Giger and wanted him to do all the artwork for uh, the, the, the evil guy's planet, whatever their name was, the Harkonnen planet. Mm. And so Dan O'Banion was also kind of brought on board to do some special effects. That fell through, but he was so impressed with Giger that when he started doing Alien, he brought, that, he brought Giger along with him into Alien. Okay. And history was made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I heard that no one liked to work with Giger. They were too afraid of him. So Dan O'Bannon was yeah. the one that always had to communicate. Like, yeah. they want you to do this because they're afraid to talk to <laughs> that guy. He's a creepy looking guy, too, if you ever mm-hmm. seen pictures. He, he talks real funny and R.I.P. I'm talk. Yeah, he just died like this year, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. We broke the news. ladder or something, right? <laughs> you, you scooped everybody else with this yeah, podcast? Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> you killed HR Gear is what you're saying. I wouldn't go that far. Since we're talking about Giger, one thing I want to mention that I liked about this, watching the documentary, and it makes sense, is that, yeah, Giger did all the alien design, but then they had a totally different person do all the the um, human stuff, I guess. Was that Ron Cobb? Something Cobb. Um, the guy who did, yeah. like, Conan and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. You had one guy. So it, because they are two totally different races, everything would look totally different. Yeah. And yeah. it wouldn't be coming from the same mind. Like, Star Wars is cool and all, but it's all kind of generated by the same dude, right? You know, the, the early guys who do it, um, like Ralph McQuarrie and stuff like that. But this was two totally different takes at the, at the same thing, but the, just the different uh, races or whatever. I always thought that was cool, and it definitely yeah. added to it. Yeah. The whole, based on the you know the whole title, um, the, the original title for the movie was going to be called um, Star Beast. <laughs> so that that's just goofy, but you know, the alien that that evokes a whole different you know, yeah, something completely different. And yeah, like Jeff saying the the alien design and the, the when you get down on the planet. Uh, bonus points to anybody who can remember the name of the planet. Ugh. L something something something. Yeah, no. it was TK TK421. Yeah. Why did you your post? <laughs> that planet so. was way out course. Yeah. <laughs> Matt had the super weird design, and then go back to the ship, and it's just a ship, except for the chain room. <laughs> That's. I, yeah. Okay. You're right. Weird. Um, the chain maybe room. There was, a third, there was a third guy that designed the chain room. Oh, chain room. <laughs> I gotta say one last thing about Giger, ladies and gentlemen. If you thought the face huggers were creepy, you should look up some of Giger's other concept art for the face huggers. Uh, Holy crap! Oh really? What's it look like? I seen any. Yeah, it's much uh, more phallic. It's oh. okay. <laughs> it'll it'll burn in your retinas for a couple of years. <laughs> and to go back to Daniel Van, and you should, if you have it, watch some interviews or documentaries with him. Apparently, they tried to screw him out of this. For a long, like, there's all these conflicts and stories on who the original put for the script of Alien, uh, and he's always upset and fighting over them. They say, "Yeah, he came up with a really rough idea, but you know, we did all the really heavy lifting." And he's like, "Yeah, they changed the names of the characters. That's all they did." So, like, <laughs> it's really funny to see him go back and forth. And yeah, um, it's kind of like the Bob Kane argument. I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, like with Bill Finger and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think that happens a lot in Hollywood. That's what, um, what's his name? Paul Hogan tried to do with one of the um, uh, Crocodile Dundies. Dundee movies. Yeah, he really screwed over a couple of like newbie screenwriters. <laughs> he just changed the names, basically. He well, he, he got credit. his comeuppance. He's like not allowed back into uh, Australia, right? Oh, is he? He, oh, he, he pulled like a... a uh, Tax Wesley Dodge? There. Yeah. yeah, okay, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's pretty much wanted... He's going to have to be thrown on the back of that donkey with a giant mask if he ever goes back there. <laughs> Gulag. <laughs> Gulag. <laughs> Just like Capone. He can like survive in the, out, uh, in the outback by himself, but he can't avoid the taxes. Yep. <laughs> Get you every time. Yep. Death from taxes. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't know Paul Hogan was a dick. Oh, it's a gigantic dick. <laughs> From what I hear, I've never met the man personally. 
Wade, come on, let's hear some stories about you and Paul Hogan. I want to know. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, things we've done. What was he, what was he like on the set of Flipper? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Crikey. Uh, so, where were we? Um, Alien. Alien. It's cool. Yes. They, they get called off course. They find this alien planet. Uh, they land. Um, half the crew doesn't want to do it, but they're under the auspices of the corporation. Do they, do they say the name of the corporation in the movie? I forget. I think the, there's logos uh, somewhere on the ship, and I think I read uh, you know, the Wutani Corporation somewhere. Well, Wayland yutani Yeah, Wayland-Yutani. Was it, it Wayland-Yutani? I thought, so, with some of the, the canon stuff there. So, Wayland-Yutani, like, come together by aliens, but I don't think they're together in the first one. There's your answer, Fishbulb. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so you just get the Thomas Corporation. What the fuck? There's two companies coming together, and they merged their logos. Oh, okay, and the Simpsons got it. Yeah. He's just popular. By the yeah. way, I gotta say, I can, I can, uh, I can exactly tell how much of a big dick this uh, company is because they make the crew buy their food that's on the ship. Yeah. Do they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because there's, there's, uh, in one of the scenes when they're all eating around the table, and I think John Hurt is, yeah, you know, oh right, he's okay, you know, and John Hurt's like, let's celebrate, dinner's on me, yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. Uh, I think that was just a joke. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, I think that was sarcastic. You don't think Will and Yutani would make them pay for the food, for the only food that's on the ship? I didn't see them having, like, vending machines in their kitchen. No, but, you know, they all, you know, pre-order it online or something. <laughs> online. <laughs> by, the, by the way, speaking of online, the, uh... <laughs> Computer's pretty goddamn ridiculous in this movie. <laughs> yeah. The giant room of blinking yeah, it's lights. Yeah, it's like a dodecahedron oh, of, of yeah. lights. <laughs> mm-hmm. Three banks of monitors, like, off yeah. in the distance. A I little gotta... swivel chair with a servo noise when you spin in it. Yeah. I gotta say, out of all the old, uh, like, 80s computer that's typing out the letters instead of just blinking the whole paragraph on there... That animation is awesome, where, like, a straight line just goes across, and then it starts typing. It was really cool. Yeah. Everybody's in the hunting pecking, too, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that, well that, that room was cool, because when uh, Ripley goes back in there later, um, she gets her final... Or she fi- she gets the message about how uh, the, the real mission was for them to stop there and bring back the alien life form that the crew was expendable. And then it pans back, and there's Ian Holmes sitting, standing right next right. to her. Yeah. Um, Earlier, she had snuck up on him, but then he snuck up on her that time. Yeah. And then, he, and then he tosses her around. Or, sorry. She tosses him around, and then he activates his uh, superpowers. Yeah. And he flips yeah. the, the switch. I like how weenie he is through most of the movie. Like, the first thing that, like, Yafet Koto does is, like, say, hey, you're in my seat. Yeah. And he goes, like, oh, I'm sorry. And then he, like, wipes the seat off before he sits <laughs> yeah. down on it. Like, get your stick off of this thing. And he's just kind of, like, cringing off in the corner for, like, the whole movie. He's just kind of cringing and skulking around. Yeah. Well, that's what you got to look out for in serial killers. Uh-huh. You can... The shy, nondescript white guy. <laughs> so they send John Hurt down the planet to explore. 
and uh, oh, wait, finds... wait, before that, when they knock spoilers, Ian Holmes' uh, head <laughs> clean off, and they're trying to reactivate him to get some answers. Oh, <laughs> they're putting the plastic doll in there, but then yeah. there's this really horrible cut. It's like the worst yeah. cut in the world. I don't know how that made it into the final movie. I don't care if it was 1979. That is the worst ever. Yeah. <laughs> Even at the time, they had to be just cringing. Yeah. Well, well no more time for pickup shots. So. Yeah. <laughs> just have somebody walk in front of the camera real Seriously, quick. Seriously, <laughs> just a real quick like reaction shot or something, something to break it up. It cuts to like the exact same angle with just Ian Holmes' face all of a sudden. <laughs> Covered in milk. No, no, yeah. if we do that, people won't get it. Just just leave it. <laughs> so they they send John Hurt down the planet and he gets a hug. Yeah. <laughs> um, the and that's the hug. first real instance that you, that you get that you're in for um, a horror, like real horror, yeah. um, despite the slow burn that's going on the whole time. Um, find Find the eggs and egg opens up and yeah really slow bad, like that stuff happens to john hurt um that poor bastard yeah do you notice how like the movie kind of skips over things oftentimes like when the uh he gets blasted with the face hugger then it cuts just to like a landscape and then they're bringing john hurt's unconscious body back to the ship like then he, they cut right over them reacting to him finding him dragging him out it's just yeah. oh and then they brought him back and then when he wakes up, it's like he just says, hey, his condition's changed. He's already woken up and fine. It's always like cutting... There's that scene in between then. There's a couple scenes between them though, that kind of drag. Well, yeah, when they, when they find the face hugger and stuff, but he's still unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. But you never see him wake up and react for the first time and say, what the hell happened? It's just he's already awake and, they, and he's already talking yeah, to people. I, I, I can see it. But, but I do appreciate yeah. them keeping it down to a manageable... I don't know how long. Yeah, I don't know how long the movie is. Uh, let me look real quick. Um, it's two hours. And two I, hours. And I and I checked the time that when you the the chest burster scene the first time you see the alien is fifty six minutes into the movie. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 The I'm, I'm, <laughs> slow burn. Yeah. <laughs> the, the original cut has to be way longer. So if I watched the director's I, cut. So I don't know what was I don't know what extra footage. Well, no, I'm sorry. When I say cut, I mean before they cut it down to two hours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it had to be much, much longer. So if you know, I forgive them skipping over stuff that. I think I think it was I think it was written that way. I don't think it was. I think that was a artistic decision to kind of like kind of hop ahead. Yeah, I think they're really kind of cutting the fat where you don't need to see him. You know, disoriented, opening his eyes and looking around. That's kind of a, you're just kind of waiting through those scenes. You just want to get to the part where he's awake now. Okay, we've got that. Let's continue okay. on with the plot. I, but talking about that that in between scene where they they're looking for the face hugger, yeah. um, I I don't like how that played out. Oh yeah, like, where it just kind of falls on her. Right. Like, I guess it's like the red herring. Yeah, totally. But I mean. It doesn't make any sense that it just happens to fall where she's standing. Just... <laughs> well, it's movie magic. If they just found it lying in the middle yeah. of the floor, just go, oh, I guess it's dead now. They yeah. had some sort of scare. Well, I, I, can see, I don't know. It just it felt like, I mean, because, like the thing dangles first, too. It's not like it just falls. Right. Um, yeah. Well, it like, slips out from wherever. And well, the, well, what I don't know is, like, why did it like crawl off to die when it just kind of keel over as soon as it 
fell off the guy. That's a good question. But it like climbed up onto the ceiling and then immediately died. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Ask a face hugger. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense to them. <laughs> well, yeah. not, if you think about it, it's trying. If it's you're trying to like mimic nature, you wouldn't want to be around the scene of the crime of what you just did. You'd want to crawl off and go away, right? Yeah, that maybe. It's good yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's a good point. Now that Wade said ask a face hugger, imagining a bunch of face huggers in a movie theater just watching is like, oh, <laughs> there he was. Okay. <laughs> you decided to hide, hanging up there. Of course, that yeah. makes sense. We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time for a new segment, Ask a Face Hugger. <laughs> John from Illinois rides in. Um, what face do you want to hug? <laughs> yeah. If you could, Most if you could hug any faces. face. Yeah. What are your top ten faces to hug? <laughs> Is Justin Bieber one of them? Um... <laughs> Oh, he deserves an egg in his stomach. <laughs> so, uh, John Hurt gets the hug, and they're they're freaking out, and he's in a the coma. They don't know what to do. Um, things get a little testy between the crew. Didn't they get him some um, Pepto-Bismol, and that's how you felt better? Yeah. Not again! <laughs> <laughs> then there's a cool song and dance number. A little top hat cane. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Oh, man. Uh... <laughs> So everything seems fine for that for that minute there. But if anybody's ever seen a horror movie, yeah. <laughs> ever, <laughs> you know things are not mm-hmm. gonna end up that well. <laughs> oh, they're eating dinner now. Movie's over. Credits. <laughs> everything oh. worked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got him. They got in the running car and went away after all. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, and then this leads to the what might be well. It's hard to rank these things, but it's as iconic as anything in any horror movie. Yeah, I would say. The yeah. chestburster scene. Yeah. Um, Definitely. And and famously, um, the, the the cast didn't know 100% about what was going to happen. And yeah. some, some of those reactions were real, mo- <laughs> mostly on account of the, the blood spurts that they didn't know were coming your way. Right. Um, <laughs> especially Nancy, or not Nancy, Veronica Cartwright. Yeah. Uh, Cartwright. That <laughs> spray right screams are real. Yeah. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> so it would have been better acting. if it was Nancy Cartwright, and then she yeah. don't have a cat, man. <laughs> uh, so I'm wondering what Ridley Scott or the producers or whatever the handlers were telling them. That's like, oh, this scene you're just having dinner, and like two scenes from now, we're gonna shoot it later. That's when the alien, you know, does some shit. I think they knew that the alien was going to come out of him somehow, but what yeah. I heard was that they, they, they basically broke for lunch, and, they, and John Hurt stayed behind. And he had, like, a whole prosthetic torso, like, put, you know, so he, like, stuck his head through the prosthetic torso. And so they brought him back, brought everybody back, and they didn't realize that that and was the, prosthetic and, at that point. And they and so when it, like a bunch that? of squibs on him. Yeah. And so it burst out, which they weren't really expecting, and it just sprayed blood everywhere. So they were just completely horrified that that had happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. I think part of it was that like uh, Ron Cartwright was super pissed about it. Cartwright and like <laughs> wouldn't talk to any Scott like the rest of the shoot. Yeah. Or something like that. Uh, well, she she originally thought she was going to be ca- she was cast as Ripley. Yeah. They like cast oh. her and then didn't tell her that they didn't cast her as the main role. <laughs> as, well, that's, as the wimp. That's, that's kind of shitty. Yeah. <laughs> well, clearly it worked out. Though. I don't yeah. Seriously. Either. Um, also, do you think there's any coincidence that 
that Ridley sounds a lot like Ripley. Ah. Extremely coincidental, actually. Mm. <laughs> but would he cast himself as a girl? <laughs> like you said, he didn't know. <laughs> and they originally went and sat down and went through it all. Mm. Uh, we had definitely, um, speaking of Ripley, uh, the career-defining movie for Scorny Weaver. Um, really kind of a, a groundbreaking role as far as the the heroine goes. You know, she yeah. wasn't the, the Amazonian, the, the the sex pot or anything like that. Just normal, normal woman. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't Valeria. Yeah. <laughs> but she wasn't also like a, a helpless, stupid bitch that was running and falling. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, through the whole movie, she's always the voice of reason. Yeah, she's always, yeah, saying, she's always like, what? "Why the fuck are we doing this?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't take, don't bring the alien in, you idiots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that we skipped by that. She's the one who said, "No, don't let them in. Don't let them in." And she was yeah. right the whole time. So uh, this brings it to one of the things I wanted to talk about, and that I can't remember another movie where there, when you watched it, kind of like you mentioned, you don't know who the survivor is gonna be. And, yeah, it turned out to be her, and that launched her career. Like, that was just the ultimate, right? Like, Yeah, she was a nobody the, at that point, so you didn't yeah. know that she was the main character or she was going to be the survivor. Uh, also, Jeff, clearly the black guy wasn't going to live. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> we knew he wasn't going to make it. <laughs> but, yeah, like, you did, there was no star. There was, yeah. uh, I mean, Tom Skirt was probably the biggest star, right? I mean, yeah. Picket Fences. <laughs> and, I think uh, it was a little bit before Picket Fences. <laughs> <laughs> But it had no star, and it was a no-name, and on top of it, yeah, it was a woman. And I think that was just, that's awesome. Yeah. And she still, to this day, is probably the most biggest badass female, like, character in movies. It helps that she's, like, seven feet tall, also. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, this is true. <laughs> yeah. She's got legs from here to yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you guys think of anything else like that in, a, in movies? I, I can't. Um, man or female, it's like where you that you sat in, you didn't really know who. Yeah, who the hero was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, Reservoir Dogs. I knew Michael yeah, Madsen well, wasn't. That's, that's, that's more of just kind of crime noir. Yeah. You kind of wonder who's gonna live or die, but it's not like it's it's kind of clearly defined who the good guy is. Yeah. Yeah, Harvey Keitelia. Let me Harvey Keitelia something. Yep. It's gonna kind of the thing, but I mean, he clearly he was the biggest star of the movie at the time. But it was kind yeah, of he was the main character. Yeah. Everyone in that cast was kind of charity equal, but yeah, it was definitely still Kurt Russell's movie. Um, yeah, it's a, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a good point. I, I don't know. That's why I, I couldn't think of one. So I was asking if you. Guys... Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if like something like that could be even done now without studios insisting that that there be a couple of A-listers involved. <laughs> I heard this would happen with uh, 47 Ronin, that originally Keanu Reeves' role was kind of like a side character. <laughs> and yeah. some suit's like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> why, isn't he, why isn't he in this entire movie? And they had to <laughs> expand his part to be like a starring role. Yeah, that movie was such a clusterfuck. So I don't have it's to watch it. I got it was record. supposed to be about the 47 Ronin, but instead it was about Keanu Reeves, the white guy who hang around the 47 Ronin. Let's watch him instead of the 47 Ronin. Yeah. It was, it was ridiculous. So, meh. I know Kung Fu. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I know Kung Fu. I am looking forward to his next movie, though, where he's killing a bunch of people because they killed his dog. John Wick? John, is that what? Yeah, John Wick. Is John that what that movie is about? Yeah. He's got guys a short fuse. Come in, they mess him up, they destroy his house, and they kill his dog. John Wick's on fire. Well, it was a puppy, to be, you know, to be fair. Sure, so, exactly. Uh, right. He goes on a killing spree just because of that. I love it. <laughs> I'd name a related movie, but that would spoil the ending. So I won't say it. Ooh. Okay. Gone with the Wind. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> now it's spoiled. Uh, so, they, there's that, that scene I was talking about where the, the facehugger falls instead, and they inspect it. Um, a couple scenes later, they have the famous uh, chestburster scene, and everything kind of falls apart from there. Um, yeah, shit gets real. Think, yeah, Harry Dean Stanton's the first to get it. After he just wanders alone through the goddamn ship <laughs> yeah. for like an hour, <laughs> slowly, he looks up at everything that like, <laughs> where shit can come out and kill him. Um, I mean, at that point, they don't know that there's the the life-size alien. Yeah, they don't realize how big it is. So, um, we're going to the bases there. Uh, I'm and Stanton. Um, you still kind of see the alien at that point, but not quite. Um, you actually see a... I thought that they were going to tease him a bit more, so I didn't really remember how much they showed. They showed, they showed a lot of the alien. They it basically... Yeah, and, it wasn't like a full shot, but yeah, there was a lot of it, which is good, because ultimately, um, we'll jump ahead here, um, at, you know, they go through the paces, some more people die, um, more spoilers, and then it's just down to, to Ripley, and then you finally do get the full body shot, um, when it's like in the outside of the airlock, it, yeah, and you the, actually like, see it in the full... And then it's just clearly a dude in a suit. Yeah, <laughs> the more you see it, the more you see it. Yeah. Um, you know, you kind of forgive the Ian Holm head scene. Um, <laughs> that was the, the only bad thing. But yeah, the the guy in the suit uh, kind of didn't ruin it, but it, it, it damn near could have. I have that as the first thing that's always hurt this movie is that why at the very last second, like the last scene, they just show a dude in a suit dangling from the spaceship. Like, they didn't even need that. Just blew him off the airlock. Done. Because it's so bad looking. <laughs> Yeah. The whole time they hide him perfectly, and they shoot him from the right ankle. And then the last scene, he's just, oh god, it's a dude in a suit. <laughs> I don't get why that. I don't know. It's borderline un- unexcusable. <laughs> there I said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a couple of missteps. One of, one of very few missteps in this movie. For oh, us. I agree. I think it's the only one really. I can. Care about the eat Bilbo's head. <laughs> You'll care next time you see it. No, I've yeah. always noticed it. But like, <laughs> I always make a face. Yeah. Like, oh, that cut. That's <laughs> uh, that, that, 111th birthday. Yeah. 111th birthday. At this point, that might be the scariest thing to look forward to in the movie. Is that cut? Oh, here it comes. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's like if you, if you were to do that kind of cut today, it would be a joke. It would be a parody of bad filmmaking. <laughs> yeah. Like a Planet Terror. Did they yeah. do that in Planet Terror? Yeah, when Tom Savini, they, all the you know zombie aliens or whatever, grabbed all of his limbs, and then they yeah. cut away and cut back, and it was just a dummy. Oh. <laughs> Clearly just a dummy <laughs> that they ripped all his limbs off of. Yeah. Well, that, that had a great scene after um, 
Rose McGowan and El Ray have their, their love scene. You get the film missing, and they yeah. cut back, and the, the whole barbecue uh, house is on fire. Everybody's <laughs> 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 making a run for the cars, and I think there's like a, a couple more people there that weren't there before, like some super hot deputies in like Daisy Duke outfits for no reason. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, give them the guns. Give them all the guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but back back to Alien. Uh, so, yeah, you, people aren't really getting picked off one by one. Like they they go looking for the alien. So, um, the, the Cartwright character says like, "Let's get the right. hell out of here." Right. And they say, "Nope, we're gonna stay and kill it." And because so, well, they couldn't know, all fit in the pod. So. Right. Right. Um, and then you know, Cartwright freaks out. Basically, gets Yafet Koto. Character, Yafet Koto's character killed. Yeah, he uh, could have just torched her along with the thing. He could have. He really should I w- have. I wonder if that was like uh, <laughs> if they were considering that it was like a <laughs> thing they could do. Uh, I do like that they had to make makeshift flamethrowers. They had to like kind of construct the weapons that they were using. Yeah, the, uh, that was cool. They didn't have any giant guns, which makes sense if you're in a goddamn spaceship. Yep. You, you're, you if you're miners. Yeah. Um, so that Tom scared scene in the tunnels Oof. that's pretty intense yeah, yeah. it's awesome you see the alien for a split second yeah, yeah. just like a little, little flash like, of light the, the, no it's, you see it's like the jazz hands kill yeah with his hands <laughs> for a split second the alien goes because <laughs> scared is distracted by the hands he looks left and right he sees the hands but he doesn't see the second mouth that jaw probably got him in the face pokes him in the eye so yeah you, you get to the final confrontation it's down to Ripley um, and she proves to be the, the hero of the tale uh, the survivor and then uh, it sets up probably the best one two original sequel in in Hollywood history, um, I don't count The Godfather because it's kind of just the continue. They just kind of pick up exactly where they left off of that. Well, they also had the prequel portion. Yeah, of Godfather. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Godfather and Aliens are pretty much like the high water mark for taking a movie and like one upping it in the sequel. At least doing it just as good in yeah. the sequel. Yeah, I think there's a Empire? high mark for uh, sci-fi horror. What's that? I think they're both the high mark for sci-fi horror. Well, you know, Aliens is definitely has the horror element, but it's much, much more of an action movie, action adventure. Yeah, taken in a completely different direction, but done yeah. just as well in what it's trying to do. Godfather was, you know, the American epic, and then it was the American epic in the second one. Yeah. The coming to America thing. And, right. Uh, yeah, with Godfather 2, it was just... It was just more of Godfather, whereas Aliens took Alien in a new direction, which was why I think it was so exciting. Yeah. Yeah, man, Bishop should go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, that's basically the, the run of the movie there. Uh, are there any other scenes you guys want to talk about, or just anything else about the movie? I know there's when, tons of cool uh, trivia out of this movie. One yeah. very particular sexy scene at the end. <laughs> when Ripley is thinks she's safe and everything, and all of a sudden she sees the alien, but she has to get into her spacesuit so that she doesn't, you know, suffocate when she blows it out the airlock. Spoilers, but she's in her skivvies, 
what's she gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I know. She she, she she sneaks over into a very tight, uh, cramped quarters where all the suits are and stuff, and she has to like slowly dip in. And the camera is like, come on, it's right there. Right there. Right there. Well, even before she tries to get into the the spacesuit, you see her ass crack. That's true. Like it's right in front of the camera. Though I don't even know. Like it was. It's it's really must not weird. have been her pair. It must not have been her underwear she was wearing. <laughs> like, no, she imagine wears, she forgot to pack underwear so she was using Veronica Cartwrights. Cartwrights. Those do not fit her at all. <laughs> that was the style. Of the future, to not give her, yeah. not to give the movie a, an X rating. It was like when you know in the '90s when kids were wearing their pants and showing their underwear. In the future, you just show your ass crack. Yeah. Future underwear, Scott. Come on. It was probably just to highlight her bush bump. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Alex waiting 47 minutes and 55 seconds to <laughs> drop the bush bump. <laughs> um, well, for me, there's no other specific scenes. I just, I don't really talk about how freaking scary this movie is. <laughs> um, I mean, you, you guys full on consider it's a horror movie, right? Oh, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this thing is scary. Like, they mentioned it's the big classic haunted house story, except you can't leave the house. And that's what makes it even more terrifying, right? Like, when you yell at the stupid kids, like we talked about last week, just go out of the house and run away, you idiot, in your damn Nikes. Here, <laughs> nope, can't do that in this one. Yeah. Um, and I always thought I had the best, you know, the best tagline of, you know, in space, no one can hear you scream. And, yeah. Uh-huh. The trailer is freaking awesome for this movie. Oh, too. That's something yeah. I can always watch. A really influential trailer. Yeah. Um, that's all I have, is just how scary this movie is. That's why I think it doesn't rewatch as well for me as the second one. The second one I can watch any day or time. The first yeah. one, it's still, even though you know the scary coming, it's still more intense and not just a fun sit-down, oh, I'm going to watch Alien. That's it's intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was watching this and thinking of the uh, Prometheus movie, and like I don't remember. I'm, I'm sure there were certain things that matched up, like little clever callbacks. But it just seemed like there's a lot of parts that just didn't gel with the original Alien. Well, first off, like when you see like this the space jockey, yeah, he's like 12 feet tall at least. Whereas in the movie, like the, the the space jockey race, they were like seven feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, so that didn't match up. And then when they were um when they first got to the planet, they get to the planet because there's like a message that's being shot to them, and they think, yeah. oh, maybe it's a call for help. And then someone says, oh, but uh, mother was started translating it, and it sounds more like a warning to stay away. Did. Did that? Did the space jockey race people like send out warnings to stay away? Does that make sense? Um, I just, just in general to what you're speaking of, uh, I think Ridley Scott's on record as saying that they that Prometheus is its own thing. Like, it's not necessarily the what what led up to Alien and aliens and all that. That's what he had to say after he saw the movie at the first screen. <laughs> right. It just exactly, doesn't work. Alex. Yeah. That's true. It was sold as a prequel before it came out, and then everyone yeah. saw it and complained, and he's like, oh, no, no, it's a whole other movie. It just happens <laughs> to be the same planet. I, I think one of the, the big reasons that uh, Prometheus suffered and had many things wrong with it was it was digital. 
Like, I, I think these movies lose a lot if for not being on film anymore. Yeah. Am I, am I crazy? For oh, thinking well, that? oh, I thought you were talking about the effects. No, no, I don't no, really, no. I don't really notice the difference in film stock, honestly. Maybe I'm just not. Um, well, yeah, the effects for sure, like the practical, the the puppets yeah. and stuff. And the, right. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, but, but it's not. We're talking about story holes and stuff. I don't care what you film it on. Yeah. I don't know. Speaking of practical effects into the alien, um, like whenever you got a close-up shot, speaking of like Harry Dean Stanton is constantly drenched in sweat, the alien is constantly dripping with fluid. Yeah. Which yeah. I always thought was a really cool aspect to it, you, which is you don't see that in the wide shots when it's just the guy in the suit. But in the scary sparse shots where it's super close up, it's just drenched and dripping and slavering, and it's just yeah. really freaking creepy. really adds yeah. to it. Yeah, I think they were joking to actors that that's the most, like, KY jelly they've ever seen on set before. They were just constantly just buckets and buckets of it. And just, yeah. Oh my God, that shit had to get everywhere, too. Yeah. <laughs> not, not pleasant to handle the, the alien. As we mentioned. Yeah. It's alien. Awesome. Is the, if you watch the Bravo's 100 uh, Scariest Movie Moments of All Time, number two, Alien. Uh, so greatest movie go. of all time in gen- of all of all scariest. movies. Scariest. Oh, scariest movies. Okay. Yeah. What was the scariest movie? What, what beat it out? Exorcist. Jaws. Okay, Jaws. Jaws. Exorcist yeah. was like number three, I think, three or four. So mm. that was. Yeah, and I think I agree with the, those three right there. Jaws has the fear factor that it's possible. That's the big scariest thing about Jaws is that maybe not being that big, but you swimming and the shark just eating you. Scariest crap. Well, some of those environments where you're at a disadvantage. In space, you have to be only in the places where it's perfectly, you know, made to house you. In the pressurized areas, you can't escape. In the water, you're kind of floundering. You're not built to be there. You feel helpless when you're in that. Yeah, you're no longer the top of the food chain once you stand right. In the yeah. Water. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Anything else from everybody? Uh, Any list or anything? <laughs> All right, well, let's just do this then. Who? What is your scariest movie? Since this is a Halloween episode, wait. What? Give me your top three scariest movies on the fly. Ugh, um. Well, let's see. Um. Uh, what was that movie called? Uh, Audition. That was pretty freaking. <laughs> See? All right. That's why it's still in its original plastic wrapping. <laughs> That's right. You've never <laughs> seen it. On my it. shelf. <laughs> well, and that was also like a super slow burn because, like, most of it is almost boring. It's almost like kind of – but every, every once in a while it kind of cuts to some sort of outrageously disgusting, horrible thing. And then at the end it's just this – you're just crawling in your in your chair. It's almost yeah. unwatchable for me. Yeah. So, and I, I definitely Thing, Thing is a classic. I'm right there with Scott. The Thing is one of the yeah. best movies ever. John Carpenter, I think, has made, like, I think three of, like, my top ten movies. Yeah. They really just, and then that string, you could do no wrong with Kurt Russell. Right, yeah. Yeah, him and Kurt Russell, just, yeah. Um, I don't know, come back to me for another one. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Alex? I'm probably going to say, let's see, The Exorcist, The Thing... And yeah, Alien. Have you seen my top three. Exorcist? Yeah, I saw it. I thought you'd you never seen no, it. No, I saw it exactly once. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll see Exorcist, but you won't see Audition. 
I learned my lesson. Uh. <laughs> he's married to an Asian. He's not married to God. There's the, there's the difference, right? <laughs> well, then I was I wasn't married back then either when I saw <laughs> The Exorcist. That's, that's true. Okay, Scott. So yeah, the thing. Um, from there, it's tough. It's clobbering time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you said Jaws would be up there. Um, Alien would. Uh, Alien would. Alien would. Jinx. Okay, well, you just named three. That's good. <laughs> I Mine would probably be, I mentioned uh, the uh, Aliens and Jaws. Jaws is definitely number one for me. And and yeah, that's the one. There's so many that pop in, uh, but E.T. I guess would have to be it. <laughs> Gave me the most nightmares as a child. So I'll have to. Uh... <laughs> now it's not scary, but as a kid, lights were on for weeks when I saw that movie, or before I saw E.T. Yeah. Uh, I was terrified of that little creature. I, I remember being terrified of Ghostbusters and Something Wicked This Way Comes. Which I both of which I saw in the theater and it terrified the hell out of me. <laughs> um, I I got to say Poltergeist would be my top three. Yeah, Ooh. I saw Poltergeist as a kid. Uh, the goddamn clown. Uh, <laughs> that as a kid, that's the worst. But actually, that that wasn't the worst scene for me. The worst scene for me in Poltergeist, which might be the freakiest scene, um, or the scene that freaked me out the most in any movie, was when she gets stuck in the swimming pool. And, like, there's, like, hands and shit coming out of the ground, and she just falls into the mud, and yeah. ugh, that shit gave me nightmares for reals. Wasn't there a scene where, like, the guy's, like, eating a sandwich or something, and he starts ripping his own face off for some yeah, reason? Yeah, like, they, they used the clan animation. They, they took some stock footage from Raiders of the Lost Ark, and his face was <laughs> oh, yeah. dead. Yeah. yeah, and it turns out just to be, like, his, well, not his imagination, but um, an illusion. That's kind of like, Michael. that movie is kind of for me like what Audition is for Alex, because I remember seeing it like when I was in kindergarten or something, like at my babysitter's house before I was even old enough to go to school. And I, it was on the t- television apparently a lot of times, and I watched it a lot of times before I was really old enough to even comprehend it, and I really just don't want to ever revisit it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, um, just talk a little bit more about Poltergeist real quick. It did yeah. have a really cool concept um, in that, Halfway through the movie, they bring in the the paranormal specialist. Carolyn, don't go into the. No, light. not her. Not her. Oh. They bring in like the actual like people that come in and record shit, and those people can't handle it and they leave. Yeah, they <laughs> like, this. like you figure those shit. people are going to come in to make everything better, and they yeah. leave. You're like, well, now what the fuck are they going to do? The cavalry like, arrives and then promptly leaves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's that's always a, a good concept to get uh, yeah. eat. Was that the one where the house is built on ancient Indian burial ground? Was that right, the thing? Yeah. 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 Yes, Alex. There's six callers ahead of us, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> that whole movie, yeah. <sighs> Had one of the best endings, though, too, when they go into the hotel. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do Coach. remember that. Coach pushes the TV outside the window at the door. It'd suck having to avoid TVs for the rest of your life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I I don't mean, like, the programming you're missing. 
Like, you couldn't leave your house without seeing a TV somewhere. That's true. Yeah, it just gets worse every year. More yeah. and more screens yeah. pop up year after year. Uh, she couldn't even have a phone anymore. <laughs> it's a little TV screen, yeah. Yeah. Happens a lot, Caroline. Anything else? Anyone have any ghost stories to tell? <laughs> Biggie mm. Smalls, Biggie Smalls, Biggie Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm too scared. <laughs> All right, it's time for Neum News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. So I have nothing. I have no news. Anything for you, Alex? Uh, yeah. Got a little tidbit. Is it a juicy tidbit? It's a, it might be a little juicy. It's rumored, and I preface this now very carefully, it's rumored. <laughs> it's not that, fact. No. That uh, Scarlett Johansson is being offered uh, $10 million to play M- Motoko Kusanagi for the uh, Ghost in the Shell live adaptation. Oh, I heard something about mm. that. I, I, uh, I don't really see her as an action hero, in spite of the Avengers. And Lucy. I don't know. I never saw Lucy because it looked <laughs> catastrophically awful. My dad loved that movie. Yeah. <laughs> he would. <laughs> Even though that, it didn't have Ray Bolita in it. Ray Bolita. That, that he loves those, him some ScarJo. It had one of the <laughs> worst trailers where Morgan Freeman ex- is explaining... Right. 40% she gets superpowers, and then 50% she can teleport cheeseburgers into her mouth or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> then the guy asks, well, what happens at 60%? I don't know. <laughs> and based and she, on, like, like... Go ahead. And she's, like, moving people around like it's Minority Report. Like, yeah. If, if you're that powerful, can you just will it to happen? You wouldn't have to, like, move your hands around. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, we got off track there. All right, uh, anything yeah. else, Alex? Uh, yeah, along those, the Alien lines, Alien, what's the subtitle for that game that's coming out? Sur- Alien oh, Survival? Isolation. Isolation. Isolation, yeah. So far, Good what I've seen, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Commercials are bullshit, yeah, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the yeah, whole game, for anybody who doesn't know, is pretty much evokes a lot of the feelings from the original movie where you're in the ship stuck with an alien and you have to, you know, scavenge things that you want to use in order to get stuff done. You're just an ordinary person pretty much just running and hiding from the xenomorph. So, this isn't going to be alien co- aliens uh, colonial marines. Hmm. Colonial marines could have been cool. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of stuff could have been cool. Well, I mean, no, it had it had the um, on the Wii U. It had the gamepad as like the radar detector as you're playing along, so that would have been neat. But yeah, <laughs> do you guys remember the Aliens game on Super NES? And the you're just rip. It was what basically like side scroll Ripley. We had the machine gun and flamethrower gun like attached, so you can flame. Machine gun. That was really fun. <laughs> and whenever you ran out of lives and you died, it had the classic "Game over, man." <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I had the games. I had the Aliens game for Commodore 64, <laughs> and it was like one of those things where it was like seven different games, and it was kind of like different parts of the game. Like at one point, you're supposed to like you've got like a flamethrower, and you're supposed to like try to like uh flamethrower aliens as they're running at you before 
like they get to your all of the guys that you're protecting. At the very end, you're playing as Ripley, and you've got to like you've got to use your little like uh, pitchfork hands to like smash up the alien, the, the <laughs> alien, and then grab her and then toss her out the thing. And right before you do the final battle, it's got this little animated thing where uh, alien, where Ripley walks out, or it, like the little drawer door comes up, and alien or uh, Ripley there with in her little suit, and she's get away from her, you bitch. And I was like, you know, in first grade at the time, so having a video game that said bitch in it was pretty, was pretty, <laughs> was pretty awesome. Bitching. <laughs> they didn't have any pixelated bush bump. No pixelated bush bump, not no. then. <laughs> Although I also had a, a Rocky Horror Picture Show Commodore 64 game, and I <laughs> thought that I thought that Frankenfurter was a witch. <laughs> <laughs> and I do remember that it would make you cross-dress if he caught you, which I did think was funny. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> the witch that gives you girl clothes. <laughs> Any other news, Alex? Nope, that's it for me. That's my tidbit. All right. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Age of Ultron trailer that came out yesterday. Oh yeah. Oh man. The official trailer got released today, right? I think Marvel turned, they had the HD trailer in the pipe ready to go, and as soon as it got leaked, it was it was out before yesterday it was over. <laughs> Damn you, Hydra! Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man, it looks good. I I was actually doing some math on it, and it's like seven months away. It's over half a year away. Yep. Uh, you were doing some math on it. That's fucking hilarious. I did math on it. <laughs> so, wait, did, did everybody see the trailer? Yeah. Are you worried that it's going like uh, the Spider-Man route, where they're just piling in too many like superheroes and villains at the same time? So, well, the the, the fact that they can't tap into the X-Men uh, hurts things. But no, I, I saw some people missing. Like, they, I didn't see the. Uh, the Falcon guy from Captain 2. Uh, I didn't see him anywhere in the trailer. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, they have everyone back from the Avengers, except for right. Robert Paulson, or whatever his name was, Coulson. And they've got... Robert Paulson. Right, yeah. Agent Coulson. His name was Agent Coulson. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. And they've got a bunch of new villains, obviously, but it's like, now there's like 20 fucking characters. Yeah, I, it's definitely a act, but I feel like Joss pulled it off in the first movie. Are you, but there's only one ready? villain, really. Yeah, I, there's going to be a lot to juggle in this, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's going it to be hard. Like it's going to be three around. hours long, also. Yeah. It's be one of those movies. Yeah. I'm bringing my catheter. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah, it, 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 it definitely is a real worry. Uh, like the same weight, it's just going to become too bloated. It's going to clash yeah. in its own weight. But I, I felt from the trailer, anyways, that they, the tone of the movie is much different from the first one. Um, just, just even like the way that it was shot, it, it felt like much uh, darker uh, color palette, I guess. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but the first one, first movie was very bright and colorful, and it didn't seem as much that way in the huge nerd boner. For it, so <laughs> I wanted to talk about it. So, what do you think about James Spader as the voice of? It's good of Ultron. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a. I think it was a good selection. But every time I hear him think speak now, I think of his role on The Office. And so when he's being all like malevolent and stuff, I 
I remember his like little weird diatribes as their boss from the office. <laughs> I picture him as the uh, recovering alcoholic from Seinfeld. Oh yeah. Did he talk that way when he was playing that role? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I think of him from Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bunny way. <laughs> uh, so I saw the trailer. To me, it looked uh, it like looked a leprechaun to you. To me, it looked like Transformers to me. There, I said it. It looked like so much action going on in this big fight. I hope I'm wrong on that and that there's more. But like the Hulk versus whatever that Iron Man Hulk is. The Hulkbuster. Hulk yeah, Hulkbuster armor. That was badass. Mm-hmm. So they oh, got to fight yeah. Hulk again? Didn't they already... Didn't it already pass that up now? Didn't they already kind of figure that out? Well, that's, that's what I'm wondering how... Because it seems like the whole point or this whole arc in the... The first Avengers was that he finally figured it out, and then they're showing the the trailer, and he's like in the corner, like chewing on his hair. And yeah, so <laughs> well, I wonder how how Trump gonna, probably did something to him. Yeah, I wonder how they're going to justify him going nuts. Yeah. In between then and now, and not have it be stupid. But I don't know. I, I have faith in Joss Whedon. We will see. They probably killed his dog. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Andy, did anybody notice Andy Circus in the trailer? Uh, oh, that's who that was. Just I saw Andy Circus, not as some CGI creature. Yeah. Really? I saw someone, I'm like, who was that? That looks familiar, and then I didn't think of it again. Yeah. yeah. Who's he playing? Another character? Yeah, I, I don't know. Who, he's supposed to be tied into, like, another Avenger, I guess. I, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> but, but, yeah, like like you're saying, I'm just another character to keep trying yeah. to... Anything so, else, Scott? Um... No, I think that's it for me. Wait, you got anything? Uh, well, yeah, well, I saw the Age of Ultron thing, and that was one of the things I want to talk about. Another thing, I just saw that Christian Bale is confirmed to play Steve Jobs in upcoming bio- biopic. We need another <laughs> Steve Jobs biopic. Didn't we Seriously? just have one? <laughs> Seriously. Also, also, that's Chris' suicide. He thinks he's going to outdo Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. And Kutcher actually did a pretty good job. I, I, I haven't seen it. I didn't go anywhere near that movie. Yeah. Oh, man, can you imagine Christian Bale just full-on Steve Jobs mode around the set? <laughs> oh, no, good for you. No. People are going to be fucking miserable. <laughs> he's not going to bathe. Yeah. He's going to be wearing the same turtleneck for the entire shoot. Yeah. He's going to stink, and he's just going to be a huge dick to everybody. And... <laughs> And then win an Academy Award. <laughs> yeah, a lot more apparently, audio clips. I don't know. I like I like Aaron Sorkin apparently, but I just <laughs> couldn't be less interested in yet another because you know, I we've been watching the documentaries about Steve Jobs and uh, Bill Gates since like the mid '90s. It seems I'm I'm not that enchanted by their stuff anymore. I get it. <laughs> Are there many Bill Gates ones? Well, you know, like the the, the Revenge of the Nerds. And um, <laughs> no, not, no, not that one. But there wasn't there one. It was called like Revenge of the Nerds. What? It was Pirates of Silicon Valley. Was it was Pirates of Silicon Valley. That was the uh, was that the documentary? Uh, no, was, that had like Noah Wiley. And, it was a made for TV. Yeah, there was that one. Yeah, but there was also like a documentary. Like it was made by like like the eighth guy to be in Apple, but he sold all of his shares like well before they made any money. Was that Booger? 
<laughs> Booger shilled uh, all the shares. Oh, is that what Booger did? <laughs> Poor Booger. Poor that guy, you know? The guy just takes a role, and for the rest of his life, people are looking at him in the street going, Booger! Well, it's like Paul Giamatti. Up with pig vomit. I, I never really... Pig vomit to me, yeah. Yeah, people call him pig vomit. I think he's done enough that now no, people he's, don't he's remember. He's got a piece of body work, yeah. Yeah. Although, after, after playing Rhino in the second Spider-Man movie... <laughs> he was the Rhino? <laughs> for like five minutes. Terrible. You're, you're had, kidding me, right? He's the, he was the Rhino? Movie? No, of course not. Uh, oh, he was... Not only was he like... A, not only was Rhino terrible, he was terrible at it. Ugh. He was doing... Russian accent talking yeah. like this. It's like he just wandered onto the set and he was like, hey, can you do a stupid Russian accent? He's like, sure. And they're like, okay, start talking. <laughs> Jeebus. Pretty yeah. yeah. Pretty bad. So, yeah. Alright, we're done with this week, but before we leave, what are we going to be talking about next week, Alex? Walking, walking Dead. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we will be... Uh, Addressing a movie that uh, Jeff is not too fond of, and neither okay. is Scott, by the way. The Man of Steel. Uh, mm, all right. To talk about. Let's get away That'll from all good. this murder and mayhem. We're talking <laughs> about Man of Steel. Yeah, exactly. That'll be an awesome <laughs> point counterpoint. So, uh, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. And I got nothing. <laughs> Wait, you didn't say anything. Yeah, because I'm still not quite. You explained it to me. By the way, I have to ask, even if you have to edit this out, why did you have to edit out where you explain what that is? Because people got to find out on their own, man. <laughs> Nobody's going to understand. you got to keep the mystery alive, Wade. Yeah. You, so it's, you're being purposely obtuse. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Do you want to at least spell it out for people, like the, like the words that you're saying? So nope. maybe they could like try to like Google it and figure it out? It's Y-A-Y-A-Y-A. I mean, just yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. Neom yeah. ne- 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 News. Like, Neom. Neom News. It's several sounds, but they don't make any sense. <laughs> yep, it's genius. We're, we agree, Wade, it's genius. <laughs> All right. Uh-